0: That's
1: no problem I don't know why. Sometimes
0: I get It is a Thursday afternoon, so that means only one thing. It's Phil Duncan of Weather Watch, good afternoon. Hello, hello. How's everything up in your world?
1: Gloomy. We've got anti-cyclonic gloom at the moment, the low cloud that gets trapped under highs, which um, Southlanders know all too well about because you guys get it a fair bit as well.
0: Anti-cyclonic, that's a pretty heavy yeah. word.
1: Yeah, so when you've got a big high-pressure zone, it's basically the low cloud that gets trapped under it. So a lot of people think high pressure means you know, it's going to be dry and sunny. Uh, usually high pressure does bring drier weather, and if you're inland, especially if you're inland and above 100 metres – usually brings beautiful sunny weather, great for skiing. But as any skier knows, in the South Island, sometimes you can be up there in Cadrona having a beautiful day and you look down and all you can see is fog and cloud. Um, that's part of what we get with, um, the, with the gloomy anticyclonic conditions. What's happening for the next week, Phil? We've finally had
0: some warmer temperatures over the last three or four days. Had a couple of frosts, but overnight lows of about three or four degrees are in the pipeline, aren't they?
1: Yeah, you're a bit all over the place at the moment in in sort of a true end-of-winter kind of style. um, Tonight's low is six degrees with fog patches, and then Sunday night, minus two. So, I mean, that's that's an eight-degree difference just there. So certainly some colder weather on the way, but it's short-lived. So, yes, there could be some big frosts around on – or heavy frosts around on Sunday night, Monday morning. But apart from that, I mean, the cloud could still roll back in. It's a little bit cloudy on Monday. And next week, overnight lows are between three and five degrees for gore, so not too bad, really. And my fi- I did a final write-up for Farmers Weekly uh, for Monday, a final write-up for um, winter, I should say. And my piece basically says that, yeah, it's been a bit of a odd winter, but it's ending on a slightly milder note and a slightly drier note across the country.
0: So temperatures are looking better down here in the south, for example, uh, the range is from five point six up to seven point nine so that's a positive
1: yeah, it's not bad and you know like in my in this piece that I've written um, i I don't recall and your listeners will be best placed to correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't recall a severe frost this winter um, you know they've got different categories of frost you know, light and moderate and severe um. We haven't heard heavy, I should say, and we haven't had severe, I don't think, this year. I'm pretty sure severe is minus 8 and below, um, or minus, yeah, something like that, minus 8 or minus 9 or 10 or below. Um, So we may have seen a couple of those around Tekapo in the usual spots, but really we have not seen the big widespread frost that you would normally see in this country over those three, four months of, of winter and late autumn.
0: I've heard of a couple of hoar frosts in central Otago but as such you're probably right there and just, just in general we haven't had the run of frosts that we're normally accustomed to in winter.
1: No, and even up in the north of the country, you know, I, I actually quite like using Waikato in Auckland as a good guide for how cold it is in the South Island because... Like a wave crashing on a beach, cold air goes up the country and then it retreats back down again. Places like Southland are pretty much in the surf all the time. It's always cold in winter. But places like Auckland are on the edge of it. And so these waves of cold air go up and down the country every week. And so Waikato normally is the coldest part of the North Island. They usually get the biggest frosts, the minus fours, the minus fives. They have not been getting that this winter. It's been lucky to get to minus one, you know. So much milder, much more mild in the in the upper North Island, which shows that the, the depth of the cold coming in across the country this year has been a bit wussy, is a good technical term.
0: Wussy, I like that word. It's like yeah. going back to secondary school.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As we look at the weather in general, though, a lot of people are saying things are about a month behind where they generally should be. Are you seeing that with spring?
1: Actually, um, i tell you what I am seeing this year. It, it does seem to be a little bit slower this year in the sense of the comments we get from the public. Usually the last week of July, believe it or not, is when we start to get people saying it feels like spring. We didn't really get that this year because it was wet and cold during that time, um, crossing over from July into August. It was very wet. And then gradually, we've seen it sort of drying out for a number of regions over the last few weeks. Not for everyone, obviously, but a sort of a slightly drier trend. But we have not seen as many comments this year about an early spring. And I also put that down to the fact that over the three months of winter, the first two months were exceptionally mild. And so this last month, August, has been closer to normal, which tends to make people not feel like spring's just around the corner. Uh, but I think if we would had a colder start to winter, then maybe there would be more people noticing what you're noticing, which is that it is actually a little bit milder than it should be for this time of the year.
0: The next seven or eight weeks are highly vital for the southern farming economy. What have you got for us?
1: We're still seeing an uptick in high pressure across the country gradually moving in. So it's not a light switch going from wet to dry. It's a gradual change. And we're still seeing a broken, unsettled pattern in the New Zealand and southeastern Australia region. That's a good thing. It means that even if El Nino is sort of forming, we've got a bit of a wild card going on and that's giving us some extra rain and showers, which is a bit frustrating if you're very wet at the moment. But believe me, in the long term, that's not a bad thing to have a little bit of instability still. We don't want a full-blown El Nino. I know a lot of people want it because it's been so wet. But I think for most people who have farmed through a strong El Nino, they none of those people will probably be wishing for it because it can get very, very dry for too long. But New Zealand's location on Earth means we've got that wild card. The Southern Ocean can, or the Tasman Sea can always flick us a low and a rainmaker when we least expect it.
0: So you're thinking spring might be OK in the south? Is nothing yeah, untoward? I don't think it's
1: going to be too brutal. I, I actually think we've got some some kindness going on with the weather pattern over the next month or so. And by the way, look, we could still get a winter blast. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, that's an unwritten rule that in, that in September, the South Island in particular can get walloped by a winter blast. But generally, we're not seeing lots of that kind of weather. We are seeing a lot of southerlies and souwesters, so it may be a little bit colder and cloudier, but not necessarily pouring with rain all the time and not necessarily overly wintry either.
0: So overall, the forecast isn't too bad for the next week, apart from a little bit cooler on Sunday evening.
1: Yep, that's about it.
0: Good way to wrap it up there, Phil Duncan. Appreciate your time. Sign yourself out.
1: Thanks very much, Andy Muir, putting the hole in Hokanui. <laughs> oh, I can't
0: believe I said that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave that in. See you next week, Phil. Phil Duncan out of Weather Watch. Stu Evans from Dairy NZ, he's up next for a Thursday afternoon. <laughs>